What is up, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Jim Braden Sports Podcast, and happy Wednesday to everybody who is listening out there. And uh, what what I'm going to be talking about today is the preseason AP poll for college football, and of course, as many of you know, the poll uh, just got released on this past Monday, I believe, and it's just one of the many signs that college football, and really football in general, but college football in particular is finally upon us, and so what I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be sort of breaking down the poll, uh, obviously as far as who is ranked where, and uh, just share my thoughts on it, Uh, maybe a few surprises, and different reasons as to why I would probably rank some teams maybe a little bit higher or lower than what the Associated Press has them ranked at. And I guess I'm going to go ahead and give a little uh, preview of what I want to do in an upcoming episode of the show is I would like to just in honor of the return of college football what I would like to do is I would like to have a sort of college football mailbag uh, type episode of the show so for any of you uh, college football fans out there who may have any questions for me uh, that you would like me to answer on the show, please feel free to leave those questions either in the comment section of the posts on my Facebook page or you can do so on the show's uh, official Twitter page as well. But uh, having said that, without further ado, let's get started on this poll, shall we? Uh, At number one, there's really, there really shouldn't be any uh, questions or surprises as to who the number one ranked team in the country is, much as it pains me to say it as a Tennessee Vols fan, but I'm of, I'm of course talking about the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, and the re- and the reason why I say there should be no surprises or mistakes made about it is because. You know that pretty much everybody in in college football is screwed when 
you when you have a team who advances to the college football playoff national championship game after winning the SEC championship game and having a quarterback who just who is I don't know the uh, reigning and defending Heisman Trophy winner. The reason you know, you know that everybody else in college football is screwed is because you have a te- you have a team who has all of those accolades on its resume, and the head coach st- still finds a way to come out and say, "Well, you know, l- last year was a rebuilding year," as. Uh, Nick Saban did a few months ago, I believe. Or, or it might have not even been that long ago, but it was fairly recently. That's not, that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is for Nick Saban to come out and say that last year was a rebuilding year when... They ended the year basically ranked in the top four in the nation is just scary. And for those reasons, it's just no surprise that uh, the AP decided to put to put Alabama up there at number one. Uh, number two. Number two, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Which, again, really no surprise when you look at what C.J. Stroud was able to accomplish last year. It's really no surprise for Ohio State to be up there. In the top two, number three, Georgia. Uh, Of course, the defending national champions. And uh, I know they lost a lot uh, as far as losing players to the NFL draft is concerned. But the thing about programs like Georgia is, of course, that they don't, and Alabama, but Sticking with Georgia here, uh, they don't just rebuild. They don't rebuild. They re. They simply reload and are stocked fresh with talent every year. And it's really no surprise that the dogs find themselves at number three. Uh, number number four is a bit of a surprise. But the more it was at first, anyway. But the more I thought about it, and the more the way the more uh, I saw this team sort of battle back and sort of fight through those early struggles last season and come away with the win in their bowl game as well. Uh, it's really not surprising that the uh, the Clemson Tigers. 
find themselves at number four. Uh, and rounding out the top five is a team that really doesn't surprise me, honestly, because they're, I like to think they're up here and up here in the top five in the in the preseason every year just simply based on name recognition and I'm talking about the fighting Irish of Notre Dame. And and obviously they they do have a new head coach and there's a lot there's a lot of and uh, there's a certain energy that the new head coach, uh, Marcus Freeman, is uh, bringing to the table for Notre Dame. And uh, it's just going to be interesting to see if they can take all of that momentum from the offseason and put it, into play, put it into practice and into play in week one of the regular season. I know that they they obviously have a huge matchup coming up in week one against uh, Ohio State. So that will certainly be a very big contest to watch and one that I will be paying very close attention to. Uh, rounding out the top ten, we have Texas A&M slotting in at number six. Uh, the Utes of Utah at number seven. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines at number eight. And rounding out the top ten, we have two uh, Big 12 teams. They being Oklahoma at number nine and the Baylor Bears at number 10. And it's a little surprising to me that that Oklahoma... I mean, I suppose if Caleb Williams were still there, I suppose they might have found... might have found a way to scratch their way into the top five, but, and obviously Lincoln Riley's no longer there anymore as well, so I guess those were two very big factors in determining where the Sooners would fall, but of course, I guess number nine would be a fitting ranking for them, and uh, it's just going to be interesting to watch what they do with no Lincoln Riley and no Caleb Williams or or Spencer Rattler, for that matter, because uh, all three of those guys are no longer in Norman. Uh, no, number... Getting back to the countdown here, uh, number 11, the Oregon Ducks, who are in sort of a interesting position because 
they uh, they obviously have a new head coach coming in as well with uh, Dan Lanning coming over to Eugene after a very successful stint at the uh, University of Georgia as the defensive coordinator, and obviously it may take a little bit of time for Dan Lanning to establish the sort of defense that he had at Georgia and take that on the road with him to Oregon. But uh, certainly Ducks fans are hoping that eventually that will be the case. And going back to uh, notable week one matchups, and speaking of uh, Oregon and Georgia, they, they find themselves in a week one matchup. Uh, I believe... It is uh, down there in Atlanta in week one of the regular season. So there's, a, there's obviously going to be a lot of bulldog red in the crowd in, the, uh, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That is for sure. But maybe there will be some Oregon green sprinkled in as well. Who knows? But uh, that is obviously a along with uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, that's definitely I would think one of the biggest, most high profile matchups uh, of that entire week and certainly I, I will also be paying a very great amount of attention to uh, Georgia and Oregon as well. Number 12, and we're going back to the Big 12 with this one, the Oklahoma State Cowboys find themselves at number 12. Number 13 uh, are the Wolfpack of North Carolina State and their head coach, Dave Doran, who I believe was going to be the head coach of the, or I believe was the head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers for about five minutes uh, back several years ago. I'm, jo I'm joking about that, of course. That was a very rough, certainly a very rough time for Tennessee Vols fans. But now that that little uh, sidebar is over with, I guess, Dave Doran certainly, I guess, has been a model of consistency when you look at how he's built his uh, NC State program, and I wouldn't throw them in the top ten by any means, but certainly 
they can they have found a way to stay pretty competitive in the ACC. Number 14, the USC Trojans and the aforementioned uh, Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams pairing. And I'm a little surprised, honestly, that USC is not ranked higher than they are just basically solely because of all of the hype that comes with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams and I know that they have a bunch of other transfers coming in as well but Obviously, uh, I guess this means and should be a sign to them that they still have a lot of things to earn and uh, especially with them going into the into the uh, Big Ten here in a few years along with uh, UCLA. They, uh, there's going to be a big transition involved with that, obviously, but when you look at them from a talent perspective, you could, you could make the argument that they belong in the top ten, which may be where I would put them, honestly, but at the end of the day, I go back to the they still have a lot to earn argument and the fact that I guess the AP is not going to rank them as highly as a lot of fans would probably like them to be ranked just based on recognition of the brand and why they still find a way to do that with Notre Dame, in my opinion, I have absolutely no idea. But I guess that's just the way it is right now in the world of college football. Uh, Number 15, uh, the Michigan State Spartans, who had a very dominant season last year under Coach Mel Tucker, a very surprising season. But... The I go back to the argument of earning things. The Spartans have certainly earned uh, the 15th ranking in the preseason, I suppose. 
number 16, the Miami Hurricanes. There's certainly a lot of uh, change going on at the U right now with Mario Cristobal coming back into the fold in Coral Gables, but certainly they're get, Miami's going to be one of those interesting teams to watch as well. Uh, number 17, sticking with the ACC, we have the Pitt Panthers. And it really surprises me that Pitt is ranked this this highly because mainly of the departure of Kenny Pickett, who was not moving very far, obviously, after uh, being selected by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL draft and is hoping to... Uh, eventually win that starting job with the Steelers. Uh, I guess I'm going to go ahead and round out these final teams pretty quickly before I share some final thoughts on this poll. Uh, Number 18 are the Wisconsin Badgers. Number 19 uh, is... The Arkansas Razorbacks. Number 20 is the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Ole Miss comes in at number 21. Wake Forest is at 22. Cincinnati uh, comes in at number 23. And uh, rounding out the top 25, we have the Houston Cougars and the BYU Cougars. Rounding out the top 25. So, that is it for the first official top 25 rankings from the AP and as I mentioned there's a few surprises Uh, I I mentioned Clemson was when I first saw the poll as I said uh, the fact that Clemson was ranked as highly as they were was a bit of a shock, but they've really they really found a way to finish out the year strong, and I guess that uh, showed the commit the people who are putting together the rankings for the AP uh, that they are worthy of that spot. It's going to be interesting to see how DJ Uwe Agalale uh, continues to develop. So that was a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, I would have probably ranked USC a little bit higher. But 
again, again, I can see why people would not really want to buy into the hype automatically of just taking into account the fact that USC is getting a bunch of high-profile transfers and a new head football coach. I can see why people would not automatically want to move them higher in the rankings. So I would say those are probably the two biggest surprises that stick out to me from this initial poll aside from this from this one and I guess for all of you uh, Tennessee Vols fans out there I guess I'm going to touch on this very briefly and again I, I can I can feel the anger and the frustration of Tennessee not not being in the top 25 in the preseason. I do. And they obviously got a lot of votes to appear in the top tw- to make it into the top 25 poll. I believe uh, if the poll kept going past 25, Tennessee would find themselves ranked 26. But, of course, as we all know, the poll cuts off after 25, obviously. And, honestly, when, when when I first saw that Tennessee was not ranked I, w- I was a little frustrated but the more I thought about it the more that I th- the more that I thought they're just going to use this as a giant motivating factor to give themselves a little bit more momentum uh, cer- certainly getting past Ball State in week one and really through the first three games of the season as they head into the Florida game in week four. But I think if knock on wood, if Tennessee handles their business against uh, obviously the, t- the teams that they need to handle their business against and do so in dominant fashion that they will obviously find a way to claw into the top 25. But uh, I, w- I will say this for Vols fans. Uh, sometimes anger and frustration can be a good thing and uh, it can be a motivating factor that can propel a team 
into the position where they really think they should they needed to be in the first place and obviously there's a lot of things to like about the Vols this season you have obviously the second year of Josh Heupel at the helm and obviously you have a a uh, returning quarterback in Hendon Hooker, but at the end of the day, that was not enough for the uh, Associated Press to put the Vols in the top 25, and if that fact alone does not give the aforementioned Josh Heupel and Hendon Hooker, uh, any more motivation to play at the best level that they can and find a way to claw into that top 25, then I don't know what else is going to. But to sum up all of this, I guess this is just the release of this poll is just one of the many things that we look forward to as college football fans leading up to the start of the year. And of course over the over the next uh, several weeks as the season gets going, it's going to be interesting to see how these rankings change. And, of course, at the end of the day, as we all know, the AP is not the be-all, end-all in terms of the ranking system. That, of course, is the... Uh, college football playoff rankings, which will not come out until, uh, I believe, some sometime in October. I could be wrong, but I believe the first rankings come out once we get into deep into the heart of conference play, when you'll see teams start to sort of separate themselves from the pack. On the road to the college football playoff. But uh, in, the, in the meantime, uh, I guess we obviously end up having to go by the AP poll and just see how uh, the rankings change over the course of the year, which which kind of makes it even more interesting going into the premiere of the aforementioned college football playoff rankings. But again, to sum up, 
what I've been discussing today. This is just one of the many exciting things that we stumble across as college football fans before the season inevitably kicks off. And with that, I guess I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I would like to put on a sort of college football mailbag episode of the show. So if you guys happen to have any college football themed questions for me, uh, you can of course leave those in the comment sections of my various social media pages, whether it be my, my, uh, my own Facebook page or the show's Twitter page, which I would highly encourage you to, to follow. That is at Bratton Sports, at my last name and the word sports, and I look very much forward to answering those questions that you all send me as soon as I get them. So with that, uh, I guess I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I want to thank you all so much for listening to today's edition of the podcast, and I will see you soon.